Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi guys, when we begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, we get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you can find the podcast on YouTube. You can watch the video portion there, and you can find it anywhere that you can get your podcast. Also, we like the new Facebook page, When the Scriptures Become Real, and there we can chat and talk. And we're so thankful um, for you guys and your support and helping to grow this podcast. We're very appreciative of everything that you guys have done for us. All right, so we're back. We had to get him. Thankful that he's back. Uh, we got <laughs> Sam back on uh, at request. <laughs> we're glad he's back on, but I appreciate Sam being back on. But those that don't know him, Sam, I'll get you an opportunity to uh, um, uh, tell everybody who you are, and then we'll get started with today's podcast. <laughs> well, uh, I'm very thankful to be back, and uh, always a pleasure and a privilege to be here. And uh, it's always great, and it's always a good time when we can open up God's Word and study together. Uh, so my name is Sam Lawrence, and uh, I am a student at the Southeast Institute of Biblical Studies in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so we just started uh, January the 3rd. And so we're a few weeks in, and uh, and so me and Jordan, we've been uh, talking about a, a couple subjects, and uh, it's a couple, couple. different topics, a couple, couple different topics, and uh, uh, finally Jordan was like, "All right, we got to record this." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's, go. let's go." And so, uh, so yeah, it's thankful to be here, and it's a pleasure and privilege to be here. Yeah, I'm thankful that he's able to be on. All right, so today's podcast, the the one topic we decided to talk about out of the millions that we had. The topic we're going to talk about today is God, I want to know what love is. God, I want to know what love is. Now, as we talk about this concept, when you think about love, we always have certain things that we look at. So, you know, Sam, you know, it's supposed to work out like the movies, right? It's supposed to work out <laughs> like that Boys to Men song. It's, yep. it's supposed to work out that way with everything. And, mm-hmm. and even not even just that type, but I'm talking about how you love you know, other people, how you love your family. So many times we look at the wrong things, but we have the best example of love. And that's from our father because God is love. And so what we're going to attempt to do today is as we study the scriptures, we're going to look at love, but we're going to look at it from the father's perspective. And so as we walk through again, another disclaimer for this podcast, as we walk through and Sam, you can attest to this. When you study when you study the love of God and you compare how God loves us to how recently you've been loving everybody else around you, you'll start to question a lot of things. You'll start to question how you love them. If you were patient enough, if you were kind enough, if you were whatever enough. And so because of how the father loves us, it should challenge you and it should want you to uh, love like him just a little bit more. Do you agree with that disclaimer? A hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. We, uh, we were talking about this topic and this subject and it's, it's a lesson that every time we come to it in our life, we can do better. Every single time we come to it in our life, we can always improve because yes, at the end of the day, we're never going to be able to love the way that God loves us. And, you know, you, you start to think about, you know, just how much he loves us. Uh, how he's, you know, first John four, which is like you're talking about first, uh, God is love. And, you know, first John four, it also talks about how uh, God's love was made manifest and that Christ, you know, Christ, him being crucified on the cross for our sins. You know, we can look at that point in that time and see God's love uh, manifested for us. And so we are always going to come up short when we compare <laughs> how we love others to how God loves us. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've, ha- we've had to examine that. Uh, as we studied, and I hope that as we study and bring out what the word says, that you can examine how you've been loving God and how you've been loving those around you. So let's let, let's let the word of God talk to us today as we study. So again, before we move forward, understand that all these points that we're going to bring out, that the scripture is going to bring out, understand that all these are coming from the Father's perspective, no one else, not ours, not 
not anybody else's perspective. This is coming from the fathers. So, God, I want to know what love is. So how do you know? So when you want to love like the father, number one, understand that love cannot be forced. When you want to love like the father, love cannot be forced. So as we talk about this, let's let's go to Luke 15. Luke 15, again, if you're new to the podcast, open up your Bibles with us. You can go and follow along as we study uh, the scripture. So, again, love cannot be forced. As we look at this, sometimes when, when you think about this and, and you can get yourself caught, you know, trying to force things to happen. You know, you can get yourself caught and uh, you can find yourself uh, almost kind of overexerting at times and doing certain things. But from the father's perspective and what we can learn from him, especially from Luke 15, we can see that love, true love, how the father loved, it can't be forced. So let's look at this example here. So mm-hmm. remember, all throughout this text, Sam, as we study this, the father's love, one thing he was, was consistent. He was always the same. He was up to both sons. But the thing that was inconsistent in this chapter was the son's love back to the father. Mm-hmm. So as we notice this, one one lesson, I'll pass this to you, one, one lesson we can learn from the father is even though someone else's love towards him was inconsistent, he didn't let that predicate how he loved his son, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful concept. It's simple. It's a simple concept, but sometimes it's harder to live at times. What do you, what do you think as we look through uh, Luke chapter 15? No, I mean, I think you're exactly right. <laughs> I think we can, uh, we can at times, uh, you know, we can love others based on how they love us. And, you know, we have to, we can't do that. We have to strive to love others the way that God loves us. You know, it's not about, uh, you know, how this person's treated me or what this person's done to me. It's about loving people the way that God loved us and the way that God loves us. And so that, that's oh, it's a hard thing to do. Oh, uh, all right. So now that example that you use, so love stems from God and not from how others treat. That's the trap right there, Sam. That's the trap that all of us can get caught in. So when I first met Sam, he was happy to see me. When I first met <laughs> Sam, he would always text. You know, yeah. when I first met Sam, you know, it was just, it was a great time. You know, things were just great. But then now, you know, with Sam, it's just, I get one more text. You know, now with Sam, he just acts kind of dry towards me. Now he's not as excited to see me. So now here's the challenge. When that happens, that's the that's the area where we get caught. Well, since Sam treats me that way, that's how he loves me. That's how I'm going to love him back. So now when he texts me, I'll give him one words. It takes him six hours to text me back. I'll wait 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's literally, that's the game. We laugh, but that's the game. That's the game that we play. But I'm very excited to see you, by the way. I'm very, I'm excited. Excited. I'm very, very excited. excited to see you, too. <laughs> but, but what happens is that's how we play. And sometimes what we'll do is we'll take our eyes off of the Father and we'll love people. And here's a, here's a dangerous part. You know, you ever been in like a, you know, when you go into like the fair and you see all those mirrors and those mirrors mirror what you are? Sometimes that's what we'll do with people. I'll love you based off how you love me. But that's not how God requires us to love. He requires us to love like him, regardless of how someone else treats us. And that's what we can learn from Luke 15. The son, the son said, look, I want my money now. I want to leave. I want to get out of the house. So, so what if the father would have loved the son like the son loved him? Would have been in trouble. Yep, and we got to be careful. We got to be careful about mirroring how someone else loves us, but we have to look at how God loves us. Everything always has to be from the father's perspective. And what do you think as you, as we talk about that idea, everything always has to be from God's perspective, not other people. I mean, that's a hundred, that's, you're exactly right. I mean, everything we do uh, as a Christian has to be, uh, you know, based on God's word, it, everything we do needs to be, uh, structured, uh, you know, how we treat one another, how we live our daily lives, how we love one another, you know, it all needs to stem from God. That's it. Um, you know, we need to seek to please him, seek to glorify him in everything we do. And we, you know, as hard as it might be at times, uh, 
we have to strive to do the best that we can to love one another, not based on how uh, others love us, but on how God loves us and how he continues to love us. Right. You know, because if, if, if we draw our affection and our love from one another uh, based on other people, you know, sometimes we can get bitter. You know, sometimes we can get mm. uh, mad and upset. And that comes out not only in how we interact with that person, but how we interact with other people as well. So we have to. <laughs> it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. But we have to love people not based on how others love us. We absolutely have to love people based on how God has loved us, continues to love us. And, you know, we were talking about earlier just how, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, how blessed we are, uh, you know, how, how much we have. And we talk about first Timothy six, verse six, yeah. you know, it says godly and godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world and certain we can take nothing with us, but if we have food and clothing, these things, we can be content. Can and like we talked about, you know, I don't know about you, but I've got way more than food and clothing. I've got way more than I deserve. Yeah. And so we just see how God, you know, how God loved us in the cross when sending Christ to die for our sins. Romans 5, 8 tells us that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then we see God's continual love for us, you know, as a Christian, you know, how he continues to provide for us over and over and over and over and over again. And so, I mean, oh, okay. So, I mean, we have, we even, yeah, it's, no, it's, no, go, go, it's go. crazy. I was going to say, even you know, even when we mess up, even when we fall short, you know, uh, you know, God continues to love us. Perfect. That's okay. So now this is it. Now we're, now the grease is getting hot. Right? <laughs> so now when you, when you said that, now let's go back to Luke 15. So mm -hmm. remember to love like God, love cannot be forced. Mm -hmm. It can't be forced. Cause what that is, when you really think about it, if love is forced in any type of way, that's manipulation. So think about this. The Lord never wants us to, the Lord never manipulates us to love him. So think about this. So the Lord was consistent in Luke 15, but the son's love to the father was inconsistent. He didn't want to be there. So he left. So then notice this though. So let's read verses 17 through 20 of the text. Okay. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread and enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no worthy to be called thy son. Uh, make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arise, or he arose, and he came to his father. So if you look at that from verses 17 to 20, I think it's, let's see, one, two, three, about three or four times from verses 17 to 20. So let's circle this. So verse 17, he says, my father's house. Verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, verse, uh, verse 20, he arose and said, I will come to my father. But if you notice this, he said father four times in verse 17 through 20. So now guess what the son appreciates now? He appreciated what was consistent in his life that he left. Here's, here's something that is, is, um, we can all get caught in this. Think about the things and think about the people in your life that you know, that you know are consistent. Mm -hmm. And those things that you know are consistent, sometimes because of our need for change, we'll want to do something different because we get tired of the consistent thing. So the father, he didn't get tired of the son, but the son got tired of the father. And we can, and that's so easy for us to get into. But what he did the son loved the father because the son appreciates the father now. Sometimes we can't appreciate what the Lord has done for us until we go off to somebody or something that's inconsistent for us. Mm -hmm. But then when we go back, we'll say, okay, I should have stayed here with the father from the beginning. Absolutely. It's that simple. It's that simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if we try and fill our lives with anything uh, apart from God, you know, it won't satisfy Nothing can compare with the way that he loves us and the way mm. that he takes care of us. Nothing and no one will ever love us the way that God does. That's it. And if we start, if we start looking for that in people, we're going to come up short every time. We're going to be disappointed every time when we start, uh, you know, just trusting in people. Uh, and, and we all need to, you know, of course, trust one another, right. love one another and everything like that. But at the end of the day, we're, you know, me, me and you both know we're human. You know, we're yeah. going to disappoint one another. Right. You know, we're going to let one another down, but you know, God never 
you know, Hebrews 13, five and six, he'll never leave us nor will he forsake us. You know, he's always going to be there to help us. He's always going to love us. Now, that being said, of course, we can turn away from him as the son did. And we can go and try and live that riotous life and he'll let us go. He'll let us go. But we see that consistent love and that when the son comes back, realizing all the father had done for him and gave to him, we we're about to see, you know, how the father reacts. You know, oh, it, yeah. it wasn't, you know, how easy would it be? You know, for us, when we love someone, when we've treated someone right perfectly and then they don't appreciate it and go away for us to be like, all right, you know, I hope, I hope you get what you deserve. And then and then, you know, they, they fall short, you know, they, they get in trouble, they come back. You know, how easy would it kind of be for us to be like, yep, yeah, that's that's what you get. You yep. know, that's what you get. Oh. But that's that's that's, you know, that's that that's almost kind of like what naturally happens. You know, you're kind of like, yep, that's that's what you get. But that's what you get. Yeah. The whole purpose for this podcast, you know, it's not about we're not looking at how we think we should love people. We're yes, looking sir. at how God loves people. Yes, sir. And that's that's when we realize, hey, I got some work to do. Yeah, you guess. And and Cole and I talked about this yesterday <laughs> with Joseph. Joseph could have been the worst villain in scripture. He could have been one of the because think about it, all those times where people did him wrong. He could have just made a checklist. OK, OK, I remember. I remember. So think about Joseph on the other side. His brothers, he becomes second in command, right? <clears throat> so after he becomes second in command, he could have killed his brothers. He could have tortured his brothers. He could have he could have made everybody dig a giant pit and throw his brother. Now let's see how it feels. Now remember, being second in command, who's to say Potiphar's wife wasn't still alive? He could have had her killed. But the text never says he was vindictive towards anyone when he had all the evidence to be vindictive. But like he said, Joseph looked at the love of God. And the beautiful thing about it was his brothers were scared. Oh, man, he's about to he's about to get us. But he says, no, I'll take care of you and your families. You can mm-hmm. live here. And he mentioned <laughs> here in Genesis 50, he said, you meant this for evil, but God meant it to good. Think about think about the maturity that it takes to love like God. Mm-hmm. It's, al- it's almost like it's almost like whatever has happened to you, you have to take the hurt and your emotions out of it mm-hmm. and put God in front and say, how, how would God handle this? And Absolutely. that's, that's where we can get in trouble because we think and so much about us. That's exactly right. You have to take God, put him in front and not only say, how would he love, how would he, how would he handle this? But how has he loved me? Mm-hmm. Because we have to remember that. Guess what? Guess what? Christ died for me and you while we were yet sinners, you know, God, continues to love me and has loved me when I did not deserve it. So I have to say, you know, if God treated me like I'm treating them or maybe like I want to treat them, I would be in trouble. I would have no hope. I would have no hope. So it has to always come back to, you know, it's so easy for, for us to think I'm the victim, you know, I'm, I'm the victim, you know, I'm hurt. I've had my heart broken when me and you were talking and it's, it's just crazy to even think about how many times has God had his heart broken? Oh, but he, but, but he continues to love perfectly, perfect, you know, how, perfectly, perfectly without wavering consistently. And how does he love perfectly? How does he love without wavering? Because he is love. The very thing you used to describe God is love, man. So, 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 so where does love come from? It comes from the, from the one who, who loves it, it comes from the one, you know, first John four nineteen. we love because God first loved us. So anything and everything that has to do with love stems from God. And this is why we have to be careful with who we listen to, especially when you talk about this, because when you listen to the wrong people, you'll love people the wrong way. Well, he's not doing that for you. You don't need to, you don't need to care. She's not doing that for you. You don't need to care. That's worldly love. But again, like you said, we have to look at how God loves us. And we're about to hit that. We're about to hit that going into the next one. So again, as we talk about this, guys, God, I, I want to know what love is. I want to know what love is. So how do I know? Understand from his perspective, from Luke 15, he is love, yes, but love cannot be forced. God has never made anybody love him, but God has wanted us to love him. And so understand that about love. Love cannot be forced. So then number two, before we move forward, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real and support the podcast there. 
Uh, we already have a few supporters, and we're thankful for the monetary gifts that they're, they're giving each month. So we're thankful for that, and we're looking forward to continue to grow uh, the podcast as we continue to study with you. All right, so love uh, can't be forced. And then number two, as we as we as the scriptures develop this idea that you just <clears throat> mentioned, number two, how God loves perfectly. How does God love? How does he do this? Love isn't always reciprocal. Now, this is where it gets tough. I mean, the first one's tough, but mm-hmm. it, to, to love, I mean, the process gets harder. So love isn't always reciprocal. So let's go to Hosea. Let's go to the book of Hosea and specifically chapter three, but we'll give you some background here um, as we study this text. So again, in, in this book, Hosea was called to marry a, a wife of whoredoms. So she wasn't, remember, this is an allegory. So this was an example of how God loved Israel and how Hosea would eventually love Gomer. So he was to love a wife who was going to turn into a harlot. He wasn't with someone who was already a harlot because it, it wouldn't match the allegory because Israel wasn't always harlots against God. They became that. So initially, Gomer was going to be faithful. Then she would turn into harlotry, just like the children of Israel did. So that's why the allegory matches there. So Gomer cheats on Hosea twice. And twice, Hosea accepts her back. Now think about what Israel had done to God in the book of Hosea. Israel Again, I love what you said. God's love has never, it was always perfect. No matter and what Israel was doing, <laughs> Israel chose another man. Israel chose Baal. He's better than you, God. The idols are better than you. Wine is better than you. All this corn and oil, it's better than you. Can you imagine? Okay, now this is about to get. <laughs> Can you oh. imagine God watching Israel choosing another man over him? And then he still loves perfectly. He loves perfectly. So then watch this. So again, understand love isn't always reciprocal. So God loved Israel the perfect way. But just because you love something or someone the perfect way doesn't mean they'll always give it back. Now, what love is, we got to remember, love is not entitlement. Even if you love to the perfect measure someone's not going to love you back just because you do it right. That's something that we, the earlier we can understand that the the better we're going to be moving forward. So God loved the people, but the people didn't love him back. What do you think as we talk about that? You you said that and it triggered a thought, you know, (laughs) it's so easy to, to love someone and then get into the, get into where you're loving them based on how they're loving you. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you're loving them this way, but maybe they're not as loving towards you as you are to them. And then you start, you know, like we talked about earlier, loving them based on how they're loving you. Uh, But it has to always be based on how God loves us. You know, it always has to start. It always has to start there. But while you were talking about this, you know, you talked about how, you know, you said pretty much, you know, God wasn't good enough. You know, they kept going for other things. You remember, you Uh remember, uh, when when they said they wanted a king that's it yeah you know, they said they wanted a king god said give and, it to him uh, yeah give it to him he told him he to said him. this is going to happen this is going to happen this is going to happen and uh but no i mean it just you know <laughs> it's it's a hard it's it's it's, it's hard. a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to do to love the way that god loves us it's and, a hard and, thing to do and I, let's go back to the point that you brought up <clears throat> earlier can you imagine and you you want to talk about you know you want to talk about heartbreak you brought up the you brought up the the topic. How many times has God's heart been broken? So can you imagine? Think about this. He's watched from the, from from Exodus from Exodus. No, even before that, he's watched the first man and the first marriage turn on him. He's watched the children of Israel when they go out and he saves them murmur against him. He's watched. He's watched so many things happen. He's watched us kill and spit on his own son how many times has god's heart been broken and we say god doesn't understand us man i'm so when you think about god how many Mm. times but as time after time after time his heart has been just torn into pieces his love stayed exactly the same Mm. exactly the same 
So now he challenges us because God is love. He challenges us to love that way. Now, real quick. Now, let's let's look at the example that he gave to Hosea. Now, remember, God loved the people. But watch what he says here. Uh, chapter three, verse one. Then the Lord said unto me, go love a woman that loves somebody else, beloved of her friend. Yet she's an adulteress. But watch how he qualifies his love, Sam. But I don't want you to love her like everybody else does. I want you to love her according to the love of the Lord. Yes, yeah, she cheated on you twice, but you love her like I love Israel. Can you imagine Hosea finally getting it and sitting there and be like, I see how we treat you. I see it because I know what it feels like. I know. So then verse two, so I went and I bought her. And didn't God do that for us? He yep. bought us because of our sins. <laughs> Uh, it's just sometimes it's uh, almost too much. It's almost too that's, much. That's 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 good. I had like I hadn't I hadn't put that together. That's so good because I mean you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. You know, I mean, and and like you were saying, you know, you see how many times God has had his heart broken. How many times he's done this, done that, done this. But yet we just uh, like you said with the children of Israel, uh, with Adam and Eve, in every situation, you he know, had his heart broke. Every he time. had his heart broke, but every single time he loved perfectly. Every single he he is always he always does what's best for us. Mm. You know, he, he he always loves perfectly, even even if we don't love him back. So, and again, this is as you can you see as we're studying this and what the scriptures revealing. When you talk about real agape love, you see how hard it is to do this? Because guess what? When people treat you wrong, it's easy not to talk to them anymore. It's easy not to be there for them when they, ha when they have a need. It's easy to be short with them. It's the easy thing to do. But love was never meant to be easy. Love was meant to do what was the right thing to do. And sometimes the right thing to do is hard. So imagine, imagine God looking at Israel, choose someone else and then love, love an inanimate object and said that inanimate, that inanimate object loves them like God does. But God continues to take care of them, even though their attention is on somebody else. You know how difficult that has to be for our father? Sometimes we have to, we have to remember that the Lord, the Lord gave us feelings because he has feelings. So sometimes we look at God as, Obviously, he's something to, someone to be re revered, and but he has feelings. God is a jealous God. God is love. God, God is wrath. So, I mean, uh, we got to understand that we what we do affects him. And so, I think here, the children of Israel and Hosea finally got it. We hurt you. Now we have to come back to God. It's a beautiful concept. It really is a beautiful concept throughout this book. But love isn't always reciprocal. Understand that. When you love like God, it's not a guarantee that even though you try to love your best perfectly, don't be surprised if you're not loved back that way. That's just how it is. But when, when that happens, go to the person who understands, and that person is God. And trust me, God will, God will be able to sympathize with you. And no wonder mm -hmm. the psalmist writer says, Sam, that God is close to mm -hmm. those who are brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. he's, he's close, man. I, and I wonder yes. why, because oh, he, he understands it. He understands it better than anyone. <laughs> he understands it better than anyone. And, and here's the thing, you know, true agape love, trying to love the way that God loves us. Uh, we're pretty much guaranteed to get hurt. Yeah. You know, because ooh, that kind of love, a, it, 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 it puts ourselves aside and that's we're it. doing what's best for the person rather than what's best for us. You know, and so that's, that is so, so, so hard because it, like we've talked about, it's so easy to get into the mindset of I'm going to love you the way that you love me. Right. Because, you know, we, we start loving, we, we start off loving, right. Right. But then the first time they do something that, uh, that, that hurts our feelings or that they don't love us the way we love them. We're like, oh, okay. You know, we're just going to treat you the way that you treat us. But that's not at all. That's not how it. it's supposed to be. That's not at all how it's supposed to be. That's not it. And, it's, uh, oh, it's, 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 it's hard. 
It's and so hard. This is the challenge. And this mm-hmm. is the challenge that we have to take. We have to love. We challenge us, myself and Sam, but we challenge you as you're listening. I hope that while we're going through this, you're kind of reconsidering how you've been loving God and how you've been loving those around you. So understand, God, we we asked this question in the, in the beginning. God, I want to know what love is. God's sitting us down right now, and he's saying, all right, son, daughter, love can't be forced. Son, daughter, yeah, if you love like me, that's beautiful. But it's, I love how you say you're guaranteed to get hurt. Yeah. It's not It's not always going to come back to you. And then, and you, you said, you said, if we, if we love like him and that's, that's the interesting thing because loving like him, guess what? It's a continual ongoing process. Mm-hmm. It, it takes work every single day, every single day we're here. It's something we can work on. It's something we can approve on improve on. It's, it's something that we will never be there. This side of heaven will never be there. And so I made me think of first John, I mean, not first John, excuse me, John 15, 12, uh, it says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved nice. you. And then verse 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And is that not what Christ did for us? That's it. There's greater love. No greater love than that. He <laughs> gives us the example of perfect love. He and, gives us. And, then, uh, <laughs> and Cole, Cole mentioned this yesterday. Don't we sing a song? <clears throat> love is the golden chain that binds so that's why he always you we have to again we and I, we have to look at him more and i know it's easy to look at what someone else says or what and Amen. let me mention this too don't predicate your love even based off what another christian says sometimes we can get caught into well this guy he's a christian he said well this guy he's married in a christian and they said don't predicate your, because they're human too <coughs> Sometimes we can get the wrong advice from even other Christian people. What we need to do, what is how does God say I'm supposed to love them? Yeah, you might hate you want you might want me to hate them, but that's not what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. You might want me to stay away from them. That's not what God wants me to do. Again, love is it's it's a challenge. It's a it's, challenge. It's, it is. It always has to. It always has to. Like if you're being mistreated by someone or someone's not loving you the way that, that, that the way that you are loving them, you, it always has to stop and look back at how God has loved me and how I love because he first loved me. Hmm. And it always has to acknowledge that. And from there, make a decision on how you need to love that person. That's it. Not based on how you feel in the moment, not based on what you think is right, but based on how God first loved us, how he is loved how he has made his love manifest to us in Christ. And so therefore we have to love others the way that he first loved us. That's it. But like you just said, is it easy? Absolutely not. It's, it's hard. A challenge. It, it is takes a work challenge. every day. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, love can't be forced. You want to love like the father understand love isn't always reciprocal. Then number three, as we talk about God, I want to know what love is. Love always does what's best. Love always does what's best. And what's best isn't always the easiest thing. So think about God. God loved us, right? John 3, 16. So what was bet, what in his mind, what was best for us was the sacrifice of his son. That was what was best. And, and that's what, that was God's plan. But God had to watch his own son being hurt. You know, God had to watch us hurt him and hit him and spit on him and make fun of him and betray him and do all these things to him. But the father did what was best. And sometimes what love is love always does what's best. And so, you know, when you think about this, Jesus, and again, I want you to go here, Sam, and you can explain this, but let's look at John 13 of what you mentioned with the disciples um, watch or mm-hmm. with uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Sam, mm-hmm. kind of break that text down as we talk about love always does what's best for John thirteen. Okay, so it's you were you were what you were talking about earlier, just how love always does what does what's best. Uh, I heard this definition uh, from Kyle Butt on a sermon that he gave. He said, "Love 
does what's spiritually best for someone, regardless of what it means for you, whether or not you think they deserve it, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what Christ did for us. And so as you were, um, as you were talking about uh, John three sixteen and, 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 and that perfect love, you know, John 13, of course, you know, we see how um, Jesus, you know, washed the disciples feet, you know, and, and really think about that. The creator of all things is washing the feet of the disciples. You know, Mark 10 45 says that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life, or excuse me, yeah, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And we see our Lord doing just that serving. And we think about how he washed the feet of all the disciples. And who was one of those disciples? Judas. Yes. And like you pointed out, you know, not only did Judas betray him, but at the end of the day, you know, they all turned away from him. And he being perfectly man and perfectly God knew that. And yet he still washed their feet. And, and you know, you try and wrap your, you try and wrap your mind around that. Imagine, know? but think about it. Like imagine knowing, because remember <laughs> Jesus was man, but he was God. Imagine knowing the exact, and it's not like he knew like, um, you know, the, a gist of how they would do it. He knew the exact way and the method and the mode in which each one of them would betray him. He knew it, but still he said, again, Jesus is just like the father. My love for you will still stay consistent. It will still be perfect. And he was the perfect living example of what love is. It's, it's incredible. It's almost too much to grasp and to think about sometimes. Cause I mean, it's, it's hard. It, it really, it really does. I mean, it, you, it's one of those things that you have to, you know, at least for me, you know, when I read it, I don't just immediately say, oh, I understand it. I, I don't. It takes thought. It takes because just trying to wrap your mind around that idea of of, <laughs> of God in the flesh. Washing the feet of his creation, knowing that they're going to desert him. It's like God sending Christ to die for for everyone, for everyone. You know, and anyone who will obey the gospel, uh, but knowing that some won't, you know, sending his son to die on the cross, knowing the way he'll be treated, uh, sending his son to die on the cross, knowing that not everyone is going to, you know, appreciate that, not know, knowing that not everyone's going to respond to it. Mm. You know, you, you really try and wrap your mind around how perfectly God loves and <laughs> It, it takes some thought. It takes, it takes a lot of thought. I don't know if, if you can really fully fathom it, honestly. It's 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 incredible. And and when you think about this, I want to look at first John chapter four quickly. Um actually no chapter five. First John chapter five. But again, so as we talk about this, so how can we love like him? So verse two of chapter five, by this we know that we love the children of God. When first, when we love God, and then when we keep his commandments, everybody always is wondering, well, how do we, how do we love better? The more you love God, the more you're going to love everybody else around you. And the more you understand how he loves, the more you'll, you'll work towards loving others the way that you need to. Because then verse three, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. So again, part of the love of God that sometimes we don't talk about is keeping his commands. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we always, we, we kind of put the love of God in this box where it's just making people feel good inside. So if I just make Sam feel like he's the best thing since sliced bread, then <laughs> that's love. And if, if, if that's what it is, that's what we'll keep it. But love is keeping his commandments because John 14, 15, if you love me, Mm-hmm. You will keep my commandments. There, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a part that we have to play in this. So the Lord has loved us, but he, he wants us to love him back. But he never, again, like we said before, he never forces it. He tells us what to do, but he will never force you to do it. He wants you to choose him. Which, and here's one quick point. You can talk about this too. That's what makes love beautiful. Is it's not God saying, "I want you to love me." And you need to love me right now. God is saying, here's my book. Here's my son. 
Here's everything that you need to know about me. Now, I want you to choose me. If you don't want me, that's fine. But based off the evidence that I've given you, based off my son, based off the word that I left, if you fall in love with that and fall in love with me voluntarily, that's where we have fellowship. It's a beautiful concept. The Lord just says, I want you to choose me. That's it. I'm not going to for, I just want you to choose me. And isn't that what everybody wants? If we're being honest, everybody wants to be chosen, but God wants to be chosen first. Once Mm. we choose him, once Mm. we choose him, (laughs) then, oh man, that's when the ball starts rolling. It's beautiful. That's good. That's good, man. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We have to choose God first. Because nobody, nobody, it made me, it made me think, you know, you talked about how, um, if we want to love others better, we look at how God loves us, you know, the best the best thing you could do for, um, you know, a husband to a wife, wife to a husband, boyfriend to a girlfriend, anything like that. If you ever wanted to love someone more in a relationship, the best thing you can do is develop your relationship to God, That's work it. on your relationship with God, work on loving God more and you'll love others more. Yeah. You know, the best thing you can do for anyone is to work on your relationship with the work on, on to, with the Lord and loving him more, hmm. you know, just look and remember it as to, at how he's loved us, how he continues to love us, all he continues to do for us. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, so, it's crazy. So it's think crazy. about this. So think about this, about that, that I want to close with this. Think about, um, think about that word choose for a second. Just think about, <laughs> so we were talking about this too. So we never, <laughs> no one, if you're listening, no one ever wants uh, to feel like you're um, someone's obligated to talk to you or someone's forced to talk to you or someone's, well, I just feel like I got to say something. Everybody wants to be chosen for the right reasons. And God's the same way. And so when you think about that word choose, again, in the book of Joshua, choose. Mm-hmm. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Now, notice what Joshua said. You can choose to do whatever you want, but I choose to love him. So the Lord is just like us. The Lord, the Lord, when you're in worship, the Lord doesn't want you to be, well, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. If you're not here because you love God, again, this sounds harsh, but it's not. If you're in worship and you don't want to be there for the fact that you love God and everything he's done for you, why are you there? Amen. Why are you there? God doesn't want it an obligation. Well, it's a, it's a time <laughs> clock. It's Sunday. I got to show up. Why are you there then? You know, when you think about, you know, anything else in life, God wants you to choose to be there because you love him. That, that, that's what it is. And just even, all... even from the old Testament, Joshua said, look, you know, we have to make a choice. We have to choose him. And I will, you guys might not want to, but I pick him. It, it all starts there. That's loving God. And, and, you know, that made me think of Deuteronomy 30, starting in verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life, death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that your offspring may live, loving the Lord, your God, obeying his voice mm. and holding fast to him for he is your life. And the length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. And so, I mean, <laughs> you know, we have to choose to love God. We have to choose to obey God. We have to choose to live a life that's worthy for God. Mm. You know, it, it's a choice we have to make each and every day we get up, you know, on how we can love God more, how we can serve God more, how we can be a better server for Christ, you know? And here's the, here's the last thing I wanted to mention, Sam. Mm-hmm. So going back to that first example that we had in Luke 15, mm-hmm. as you're listening today, maybe you haven't chose God, you know, maybe you just haven't, but here's the thing about it. Even, even those times where the Lord never forced you to love him, the Lord, the Lord's love was always there, but you didn't love him back. The Lord always did what was best for you, but you just didn't give it back to him. Sometimes, um, 
we think, well, that's just it. The Lord couldn't love me, right? I, The Lord extended his love to me. The Lord extended, you know, certain people to me that, that he sent, and I just, I threw it away. I threw it away. But here's the beautiful thing about God. God always gives a second chance, which, again, that's a part of his love. The Lord's love always gives a second chance. So he arose, verse 20, and came to his father. And when his father saw that he was a great way off, he had compassion on him. And he ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. One thing I want to mention about loving like God. Have you ever done somebody wrong before? And when you've done somebody wrong, you feel like you can't fix it or you can't get it right because of how wrong you did it. And sometimes you have this feeling that um, they're, they're not going to love me the same as before. They're not going to care for me the same. They're always going to see me as this or what I did or this. God is not that way. So God loves you, but maybe you have rejected him. But the thing about God, sometimes because, because in our minds we can't accept the fact that God loves us, we'll stay in the world and we'll keep doing what we're doing. Because we feel like there's no way God can love me for what I've done. For those that are listening, God's waiting on you. He's waiting. But the thing is, instead of trying to understand it and trying to get it, maybe just accept it. See, a lot of times we say, well, I don't feel like I'm worthy of love. I don't feel like I'm more. Sometimes because of how people grew up and what they've seen in their home, well, I just feel like I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of this. Or you don't know how I grew up or you don't know what I've seen in my home, or I don't feel the love in my home. So how could a person like you love me? Well, maybe instead of trying to accept it or to understand it, just accept it. Something Like we just talked about, we can sit here all day and we'll never truly understand the love of God. We'll never truly no. understand it, but yeah. the Lord doesn't ask us to understand it. The Lord asks us to accept it. Mm-hmm. That's what he asks us to do. Mm-hmm. So for us, man, maybe for things in our lives, for people and with God, maybe instead of trying to understand it, maybe just accept it and see what happens. What did what did uh, what did one of the, the disciples say? Just come and see. Just come and see. Christ is right here. Just come and see. Instead of making mm-hmm. an excuse, He's right there. He's right there. So I mean, He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us. Anything you have uh, as we as we get ready to close this, man? It's beautiful, dude. I could not have said what you just said any better. I mean, that was perfect. I mean, that was absolutely perfect. I mean, that was a, I mean, I think that's it, man. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, if you try, we'll never understand it. Mm-mm. And there is no one and there is nothing that can love like God loves us and that can take the place of God in our life. Yep. Um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and this is a whole nother topic. And so I'll just, I won't say much about it, but, you know, as a Christian, you know, sometimes we get stuck going after certain things, uh, you know, whatever they may be and we don't get it and we're all you know upset and distraught, you know, why don't I have this? Why didn't I get this as a Christian who's in Christ, who has the forgiveness of their sins, who has a hope that's in heaven, who has God as their father, who's able to pray. You know, as a Christian, being in Christ, we have the best, the greatest gift we could ever hope to obtain. Anything we go after will pale in comparison to Christ, won't even measure up. We have the best thing we could ever hope to have in Christ. And so uh, it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life to come to Christ. Like Jordan said, we don't have to understand that he loves us the way that he loves us. We just have to because he is love. That's it. We can't understand we it. We can't understand because it. he's the because he's the perfect example of it. Yeah. Oh. So man, I, I mean, that's perfect. What you said, that's perfect. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's as Sam and I talked about before in the in the introduction. It's been tough because we've had to examine how we've loved God <clears throat> and how we've loved others around us lately. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's beautiful. As challenging as it is, it's beautiful <clears throat> to know that the love is there and that God yep. still loves us that way. So I hope that as we study this, God, I just want to know what love is. I hope you guys have been challenged um, that you can go back and look at these scriptures that we looked at um, and that you can kind of examine, man, how have I been treating people around me? You know, how have I been treating God? You know, how I say I love God, but have I actually been loving him? You know, it, it's 
there's so much to work on while we're here. Man, it's just we're working every day uh, to get better and to grow and to be like uh, be like Christ and be like God. And and we hope that you will want to join on this journey with us. So, man, Sam, this is this is great. You know, this, this is, is the last time you're going to uh, be on, right? No, you no, know. no. I, anytime. And like, no. I just, it's, I can't tell you which, I mean, like how, how just, I don't want to say fun. Cause that's not the right word. It is fun. It is just, just how just joyful it is just to get to be together, to get to study God's word together, just to get to dig in, dive in. Uh, me and Jordan, sometimes we'll talk on the phone. We'll be like, Hey, you know, I've got like 10 minutes and then it'll, it'll be an hour and a half. We, <laughs> Every like an hour and a half because we just start talking every time. Start every, every time. time. It's literally every time. <laughs> and so I mean, it's just anytime you can, anytime you can open up the scriptures with a brother, a sister in Christ, and study the scriptures together. There's, there's no 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 better thing to do. There's just it's just wonderful. It's it's it reminds us of who we are, why we're here, how much we're loved. Uh, it. it reminds us of the important things in life. It centers us. Yes, sir. And, uh, and so if you haven't done so, I would absolutely recommend that you check out some more of Jordan's podcast. Uh, they're wonderful. They're excellent. They're awesome. Ooh, giving a plug? I'm, not just say, I'm not just saying that because he's here. I mean, I'm saying that because I, I mean, they, any, just about any uh, situation or problem you find yourself in in life, you know, he's got a podcast for, and he goes through the scriptures and it's all very practical. And uh, it's, you know, it, it's, it's awesome. It really is. So, any, if you haven't done so, I would highly recommend going through and checking out some more of his podcasts and looking at them. Right, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. We're just absolutely we're just, thank we're you. Just here to try to help each other to yeah. get better. Iron sharpens yeah. iron, man. We're just trying Amen. to help that's each other exactly, get better. That's that's exactly right. That's so, exactly right. We appreciate you guys listening again. Um, we've got a lot of guests coming up actually. Um, so <laughs> be looking forward to that and look on the on the Facebook page or um. Or, or on the other social medias. Uh, again, remember you can chat, you can DM me if you have topics that you want to talk about or some things that you're going through. Um, and again, all this is is confidential, um, but we can we can talk about the topics and we can we can study together. And even if you want to know more about Christ, you know we can study together and grow. And because that's what we're here for as well. So we're thankful for yeah. you guys um, that you have found the podcast. And Lord willing, we will see you guys again on. Um, on Monday. All right. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.